So good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. We're really happy and glad for us to join on this 194th episode of season eight on DX Talks. And today we have a really special guest, Alex Hadi, Executive Director and General Manager of Binance in Dubai. But before we get him on our platform, just want to remind everyone that we're running our second woman, uh, Mina, top 25 woman. She innovates in fintech, blockchain, and AI. Would like you to join, uh, spread the world. If you know any lady that is really on the forefront of blockchain, fintech, and AI, do nominate her, dxtalks.com. Or if you are to sponsor, more than ready to join our initiative. So with that, without further ado, let me take Alex. Alex, welcome to DX Talks. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you for having me. And, uh, thank you for welcoming me on your show. Well, I'm really excited, you know, having you on uh, DX Talks because we're really keen on understanding the latest innovation, what's happening in the region and the world of blockchain and crypto. I want you first to introduce yourself so that we can even more start our uh, episode. Um, I have a career uh, in, in trading platforms and trading in exchanges, um, moving into cryptocurrencies uh, around 2016, uh, where blockchain became my passion. Um, I really enjoyed learning about this new technology and, and what it could do for us. Um, we've seen fantastic innovations, um, and I've helped uh, establish a number of regulated exchanges in the region. Um, and so my role at Binance Dubai, Binance FCD, uh, I sort of oversee all the localized operations, um, and it's a completely separate entity that's regulated by the VARA, which is the Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority here in Dubai, which is established last year. Great, great. Uh, I think you have uh, quite of a role that uh, affected the region. And with that, uh, can you share overview of Binance presence and operation in the Middle East, particularly in Dubai, because this is where your uh, primary uh, operation and key milestones achieved in the region so far? I know there's a lot. Just give me, I think, some of the highlights because uh, it's quite of a journey. Yeah, so... Um... CZ came to the region uh, two years ago now. Uh, he obviously spoke with senior leadership here and liked the message that he got. So he established a footprint. Um, we began talking to the World Trade Center. And then when VARA was established, we were sort of one of the key industry players to help uh, build the ecosystem. So we, we got the MVP proprietary license. And now we've just moved into operational license. So we're operational for uh, in uh, large firms and high net worth clients. Um, and later on, when FMP regulations come out, which we worked closely with VARA to, to establish, uh, we'll be allowed to onboard retail clients. Um, we really worked with the regulators to, to create virtual asset specific regulations along with other key industry players. Um, we thought it was really important to establish a, a separate regulator that doesn't have some of the sort of legacy rules. Um, and also they could concentrate on virtual assets. Really, the regulator need to spend a lot of time understanding these new products because they, they are in innovative and they are different from traditional finance. We, we take ideas from traditional finance and we, we map them onto new regulations. Um, 
but the same core functions there. You know, we're looking for user protection and the regulators are looking for consumer protection the same. And so we're, we're working towards that goal. Indeed. Um, but I think everybody I'll, is learning yeah. at this point of time, even us, even though we're creating innovation, but it's still a, 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 an early journey. And this is where Binance has been involved in such a various initiative related to blockchain innovation. Can you elaborate more on the current status of the innovation center that you just mentioned uh, in Dubai and its objective for fostering technological innovation? Okay, so, I mean, there's two prongs to this. Firstly, we, we educate and train. Um, so we've, we do education with DAOs, we do reg- education with banks, other FIs, to explain how blockchain works, how virtual assets are, um, for incubation as well, we we invest heavily. Um, we have Binance Labs, which recently invested in five different projects in an incubation series, um, focused mainly on Web3. So we've talked about um, the innovation. So Web3 is the, the next step of using addresses and cryptocurrencies in web browsing. So, you know, I think uh, lots of people are familiar with Web1, Web2, um, and maybe if people are not so familiar, just an easy way to think about it. The web one is like a newspaper. You read the static pages, you, you know, there's little interaction. Web two is where you start interacting with websites. So your inputs go into the website. Uh, your website reads cookies to see what you like, and it creates a more personalized experience. Web three utilizes identity, so to speak, but your, your address is how you interact with these applications, whether they're websites or other sorts of similar uh, applications. Um, and you control what has access to your addresses. You sign transactions. The power is with you as a user. Um, so, you know, we're investing in that, and that's where we see the innovation. We see the use cases for, for crypto really into their own uh, with these Web3 technologies. Um, and you know we're happy to help them. These are the two streams through education and investment. Great. Um, you mentioned a lot about VARA and regulation. Uh, regulatory compri- compliance is kind of a crucial thing now in the crypto industry, especially in UAE and Dubai. And how does Binance ensure compliance with local laws, regulation in the Middle East? And what steps have been taken to work closely with those regulators? Worked with the VARA from day one. Um, so as they established the, the first, the MVP, most minimum viable product set of rules to establish uh, the, the regulatory body. And then, as you mentioned, this this helps everyone learn. So it kind of acted like a, a sort of restricted sandbox where the regulators understand the best way of regulating the entities um, because much of the entities that joined it existing entities, existing businesses that are looking to set up in Dubai and become uh, established within that, within that body. And so we worked with them going through all our workflows, really demonstrating to the regulator how the processes work. Um, it's very important in, in regulatory processes. You have to be very transparent. You have to make sure that the regulator understand how the products work they look at the risks, you look at the risks together and you, you mitigate the risks to, in order to protect consumers. So we've done that 
And uh, thankfully, now we're, we're through that. Um, so now we get to the point of supervision. So once, once you're you're authorized, then there's again there's uh, lots of reporting that goes forward, um, making sure that they, they understand that you're you're operating in the manner that you described in that process. Um, and we've worked with other regulators in the region as well. We have a, a couple of licenses in ADGM of a double global market, and we are regulated by the CBV in Bahrain. And uh, we have an exchange there that trades in spot and futures, which is a, a first for the region. Very interesting. And I think you've done a lot of work on transparency, which is often a concern in the crypto space. Can you shed light on those transparency measures that has been built so you can create trust among users, among the community itself in the Middle East, taking, for example, uh, the proof of reserves and others? Yes. So, as I said, we, again, we're working in, in two, two channels, one with the regulator, um, which we've gone through now. And, and now you're talking about sort of public transparency, right? So we're talking about... Uh, public wallets, proof of reserves, um, acting as a, as a regulated entity. So you want to be very clear with the fees that are getting charged. Um, again, uh, a long time ago in the cryptocurrency industry, it was a little bit more opaque. But as we're regulated now, you know, all our fee schedules are public. You know, all the fees are broken down into banking charges or card processing fees. So it's, it's very clear. Um, so that sort of transparency is important to build trust. Um, the messaging and going out. Um, so, you know, doing outreaches like this, um, holding educational seminars, ex explaining how to use our products and services. Um, so, but Binance Academy is a fantastic tool to learn about not just how Binance operates, but how blockchain works. Um, so, you know, we, we're big on trying to go out to to people to educate you know that's our our mission is to educate people into how cryptocurrencies can benefit them um and uh democratize the finance yeah indeed and then i see a lot of action and now especially there's some more support on the arabic side so i'm very happy on that uh binance has been pioneered in various aspects of cryptocurrency industry what role do you see binance playing role as a pioneer in promoting blockchain technologies, you mentioned, I think, the academy in here uh, or other crypto adoptions uh, in the region. So, as you said, right, we're, we're making a big push to localize the product. So, you know, not just having locally regulated exchanges with, with fiat on-off ramps, so like uh, local banking to reduce cost, but we're also uh, really building up our Arabic language support both on the websites um, for people to read, uh, messaging, uh, so some of the news now comes out more in Arabic, and and customer service and support. Having uh, lots of Arabic speakers is obviously helpful. And we understand that the different dialects across the Arabic world sometimes change and are, are different in, per region, but we, we have that support and we're building those teams to really uh, serve the Arabic community. Um, and we are looking in Dubai to really empower the industry. Uh, we want the ecosystem to grow. And we realize that as the leader, you know, we, we need to take those first steps. So we, we're bringing people in, bringing other industry players in 
um, to have a healthy ecosystem. It, you can't just have big players as well. So we, we look to help smaller players uh, come in. So we work closely inviting some of the, the smaller software houses or token projects um, to, to, to work with us here in the region and, and build. The region is great for for cryptocurrency and virtual assets. Um, the demographic is is the right uh, type of people. Everyone's quite young and, techni- and technology focused. Um, so that helps really adoption. And so we just feel like there's a lot of blue sky in the region. So we're concentrating here and, and trying to grow the environment. It's a, uh, you know, you see this in lots of things and the, the network effect, right? You know, it starts snowballing, uh, more and more players come, um, everyone upskills themselves. Um, and so we really see that there's a, a ton of benefit to being in here in the region. Indeed, indeed. I spoke with some other CEOs about, you know, the community. Oh, they mentioned about partnerships and every time the word partnerships comes in. So what are the strategic partnerships, sorry, partnerships that you have done with financial institutions, maybe government entities or other stakeholders so that we can drive this innovation more and more so that we get more people involved, uh, not just on the education side, on other aspects also. Mm-hmm. Public, public and private uh, partnerships are, are really what are going to dr- drive the the industry here and drive adoption. Um, so we've done uh, a couple of or three outreach uh, academy sessions with Rakdal, so the the, the new free zone that's uh, focused for digital assets uh, in uh, in Um We have obviously, as I said, partnered with Dubai World Trade Center and Vara. Um, and we recently signed an MOU with UBF, United Banking Federation. Um, so I think 50 or 60 of the UAE banks, um, uh, acquirers and uh, exchange houses are all part of this. Um, and when we partner with them, they, they obviously all want to understand about crypto, uh, but they don't have any of that product knowledge. So the UBF reached out to us and we partnered with them. Uh, and it's a great platform for us to sort of ex- exchange our ideas and talk about the products, um, have each of these uh, FIs come talk to us um, about what their concerns are maybe, what their interests are, how they see it strategically. Because prior to that, we, we had to go to each bank individually and, and you know go through the different layers explaining to the risk people explaining to the compliance people explaining to the business people but this uh this federation allows us to you know reach many people quickly exactly and and they have the connections they they do outreach for other things other than crypto so it's a perfect partnership um but as you mentioned you know these sorts of partnerships are paramount to to really driving adoption it just puts it out there a little bit more makes it more accessible it's really interesting to see how now banking are onboarding or trying to onboard themselves onto this wave which is very very interesting um i'll jump into the cybersecurity aspect which i think is very important into our talk uh, and especially it's a paramount thing in the cryptocurrency space, knowing that how f- money is moving very fast. What security measures does Binance employ to protect its user assets and data, especially in our region? Um, 
Binance has probably some of the most sophisticated security procedures uh, and technology in the world. We have over 150 million users um, and we are, you know, objectively a big target. So we are a target to lots of probing attacks, lots of uh, uh, attempts of social engineering. Um, and as I said, the human factor is the, the main target, you know, trying to brute force passwords doesn't really work um, unless you find like a, a, a gap, but th there are none. I mean, we, we are audited often. Um, and so we're very confident that we are looking after our users in the right manner. Now, going back to, you know, social engineering, this is the key. And, uh, you know, internally, Binance has a lot of training on, on safety, on what to do. All of the devices we use are segregated and hardened, and uh, you, you're not allowed to do anything on the, you know, it's the same as working in a big bank. Um, you know, you open spreadsheets, open browsers, and then that's the end of the scope for use. Um, yeah. <laughs> But you can't you can't expect uh, private individuals to have uh, machines like this, right? So it's really about making sure they're aware of the risks um, and where where you would interact with not so safe environments, right? And so what Binance, the exchange, and Binance ecosystem does is we're a little bit more of a safe harbor, but because we're a centralized exchange, you know, lots of the sophistication is taken away from the user. So they can store their assets, they can move assets easier. Um, when you're dealing with your own private keys, it, you know, you, you need to have a level of sophistication to do it. Otherwise, it becomes risky because you're, you're not as secure as, a, as an audited financial services company. So it's really just making sure people are interacting in, in, in a safe manner and understand what they're doing. Um, and, you know, as always, you know, you got to keep your passwords safe and, uh, you know, you keep telling everyone to change their passwords. It's, it's a real thing, right? You know, it's, it's uh, critical you know, banks as well. You know, you're seeing, uh, SMS attacks. Um, so it's, it's there everywhere. I think people are becoming more cognizant that the, you know this is what happens um, with electronic financial services, um, and so yeah, I think just education again. Very very interesting. Um, I th you know the region is really uh, on the forefront of those technologies, and cryptocurrency gain more mainstream attention. What trends do you foresee in our region now, knowing that our region is really active in this space uh, and how does binance plan to adapt to those evolving trends so one of the key tenets of binance is to be user focused um so you know it comes from the top down uh, cz is a, a stickler for this um so what we'd like to do is really look at what what the users want um i think he's also said this before you know we we, we don't often lead uh, but we're very good at, at, at following and seeing what the trends are uh, and, and making sure that we, we satisfy client needs. Um, you know, holistically, uh, in the region, we're seeing more use cases for blockchain. Um, so, you know, people are still trying to experiment with uh, like tokenized real estate or tokenized physical assets. Um, 
some of the financial services companies here are looking at sort of doing settlement on the blockchain. Um, even the, the central bank of the UAE are looking uh, to do CBDCs. So, you know, that, that's collateralized settlement on the blockchain. And I think they're using R3 Corda and a couple of consultants to sort of walk through what that looks like. Um, it's if, if everyone sees the potential here. Um, so in the region, everyone's excited. It's, it's, uh, it's a developing economy. So I think everyone's quite happy to, to look at this, this tool. Um, and again, the sort of senior leadership here in the UA, especially, uh, are looking to develop these in new economies. Yeah. There's lots of new initiatives, especially in Dubai as well in D33. Um, and they understand they want to create uh separate economies knowledge-based economies away from hydrocarbons so you know the, the desire is there um and also you know, dubai uae has really done a good job selling itself uh outside of covid um it's a fantastic place to live um the infrastructure's here uh it's scaling well um you know 5g everywhere offices are a plenty. Uh, there's none of the sort of legacy issues of some of the the older financial services jurisdictions. True, true. I think we are blessed to have uh, the forefront technologies and infrastructure. Will we be having a pizza day next year in Dubai? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I the surprise, but I would love to have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, we were um, we were busy this year, uh, but we did it in Bahrain, uh, and uh, the the GM of the Bahrain Exchange was uh, he enjoyed it. I saw many pictures of him uh, dishing out pizzas. So <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting. I think it became kind of uh, a symbol how was uh, pizza and Bitcoin were aligned, and look where today we are, uh, and where Bitcoin is, and the whole crypto scene. So looking ahead on uh, Binance long-term goals and vision for its presence in Dubai and the broader Middle East, how do you plan to contribute to the growth and development of blockchain and crypto ecosystem here? Yeah, so, I mean, fostering, fostering the ecosystem, right? We, the, we have to lead by example. I think that's what we've done here. You know, we, we were the first, one of the first to go with Vara, and it's and now we're the first exchange to have the operational license we want to be the first to get the fmp license and we really want to lead into secure compliant exchanges where we're very transparent we're very welcoming we're happy to to educate people to bring crypto to the region you know with these with this mindset you know people are not going to be afraid so we want to bring up the region, um, and, and you know, by doing this, you know, the, many other smaller innovators will come to this ecosystem and learn and, and build amazing things. Um, but we, we're the ecosystem enabler. You know, that's what we do. Like the the core of Binance uh, platform is the exchange. Um, we have other products and services around that, but the, the core is the exchange, and so. We're the ecosystem enabler here. Uh, other entities can come, grow in our ecosystem. You know, whether we help educate, whether we help fund them, or whether they just come and interact with other other systems. Right? It's like a like the sea. You have big fish and small fish, and they all live together in a, in a sort of harmony. Um, that, that's what we want to do. Um, and 
the the local government here are, are fabulous and they have said what they want you know they they're going forward with the developing web3 with metaverse um and it allows us to sort of plan for the future understanding that uh, the, the decision is not going to change in a few months. Um, you know, we've got a long-term view. D thirty-three. So that's ten years time. <laughs> we're, 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 we'll be happy with uh, being a leader again. Then. Very very interesting. My last question before I finish this interview is: if you can help me understand the anti-money laundering status today. And how Binance is really contributing to this. I know there's a lot of work has been done in this, but I didn't want to finish and then not mention <laughs> anti-money laundry because that is a hot topic. So it's an extremely important topic for for the UAE. Oh. Um, you know, we everyone's looking at FATF. Everyone's looking um, to make sure that we're as FATF compliant. Uh, they have their guidelines. They have the red flags. Um, and we look, well, we take into account all of these measures and more. The beauty of the blockchain, uh, opposed to traditional finance, is it's transparent. Um, for the most That's part, something that you don't is. see ever on any financial institutions other than the blockchain. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, we, we don't carry for Binance FCD, we don't carry any privacy tokens. So, you know, put that aside. And so for the FATF rules, we, we watch out for all these red flags, both for fiat currencies, a card deposit, bank deposit, bank withdrawal, um, and then for cryptocurrencies, we look forensically at the transactions, right? And so, you know, we, we are lucky enough to be the biggest ecosystem player here. So we, we get to see the most data. So we have uh, great visibility on what's going on. And our partnerships with, with law enforcement are, are the highest. Uh, we, are, we get requests a lot from Dubai police, Abu Dhabi police, Sharjah police, uh, where the, the law enforcement will have a request for a particular in case and we'll work with them. And we work globally as well. We have a, a, a giant investigations team that span the world um ex-interpol uh, staff um some of the guys that sh shut down some of the big dark websites um and you know we we really we pride ourselves on these guys these guys go around educating as well they've been to the cboe they've been to some of the banks here and they they explain what we're seeing so the banks and the other fis get to see uh, what we're seeing. So, you know, the transparency of blockchain really, really helps that, you know, look, everyone sort of imagines it to be less transparent because, you know, the peer to peer nature, you're not going through intermediaries, but once you map out the, the system, you, you have a, a much better view and it's really, uh, it opens your eyes to, to everything. You can see all the transactions, numbers of hops, um, and then with uh, sort of AI, you, you layer that over the top to sort of have a look at behaviors and you, you, you know much more. So, you know, we're really working closely together with, with our regulators as well. It's very keen for, for all the regulated entities to be very FATF compliant. Um, and, you know, that's where we are. Um, and we're, we're looking to help. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Alex, what is your last recommendation or word and how can people uh, connect to you or follow you on social media? Okay, so educate yourself. Um, yeah, you have to read. I mean, Binance Academy 
it's great for for novices and it's great for you know advanced people i i read it all the time um take take the time to have a look um and engage with like our social channels so we're active on telegram linkedin uh twitter obviously uh that's the, the sort of key correspondence for for cryptocurrencies um but all of these handles are actively managed and if you ask binance a question there you'll you'll get answers um but th that's what it's about it's uh, understanding it don't 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 shy away from it uh just just look into it yeah Thank you, Alex. I just shared down here and I'll share it back in the description, academy.binance.com slash en, or I think there's now Arabic language or other languages. Make sure, we always have to make sure to follow the right links and verify yeah. the links because today we're uh, very lost in identity, what links, what other things. This is the official links, binance.com. It's not Binance with an S, and it's not Binance with something else. It's binance.com. So make sure to always check. And this is something that we always open our uh, our talk show is the fraud section because we are receiving the amount of frauds, <laughs> none others. Uh, it's it's really it's really hard. Anyway, thank you, Alex. Thank you for being with us today. We really enjoyed this, and hope our viewers also enjoy it. You can watch the recording on this episode on our YouTube and other channels on LinkedIn, or browse other episodes. Until next time, thank you again. And cheers. Thank you.